Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday morning, the 3rd of December. We're going to be breaking down the Bucks. there. Not so good performance last week. What to look forward to this week against the Saints. The rest of the NFL games, some college football, definitely some World Cup as well, and maybe touching on the lightning. Number here, 877-448-7901, sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. This Christmas, make it extra special and shop Macaulay Fine Jewelry right here in Brandon for 25% off. During our holiday sale, Macaulay Fine Jewelry Holiday Sale starts Tuesday, November 22nd and runs through Christmas Eve. All regular price jewelry will be 25% off during this special holiday sale. This excludes previously loved and 50% off cases. And if you have a treasured family heirloom, Macaulay can craft a custom design piece, something you'll love to wear. Do something special this year and select from our elegant array of fine jewelry. Macaulay Fine Jewelry Holiday Sale starts Tuesday, November 22nd and runs through Christmas Eve. Macaulay Fine Jewelry at the corner of Oakfield and Kings Avenue in the heart of Brandon. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Of course, we're going to be talking about the Bucks. Five and six. That is the record of our Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now after 11 games. We uh, just when you thought you turned the corner with this team after wins against the Rams and the Seahawks, we go out to Cleveland and we grasp defeat from the jaws of victory. Let me tell you, I, I haven't been more disgusted watching a game uh, with the Bucks than I was in that game for several reasons. Number one, when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback and you punt the ball on the other team's 37-yard line with under two minutes to go, something's wrong. There is some kind of miscommunication between the coaching staff and the players, more so than there was between Brady and Evans this past week. And that's saying something because that was off the chart as well, in my opinion. Talk about the game. You know what? Going into this game, Brady was 218-0, and went up by seven points with under two minutes to go. All they needed to do was get a couple first downs. The game was over. Now he's 218-1. and in that same scenario. You know why? Because Todd Bowles and company didn't have enough faith in the quarterback to go out there and, in his words, to not throw an interception. Can you believe that? Can you believe that Bowles would go out there and say, well, we punted the ball because that way we take away the possibility of throwing an interception in that scenario? (sighs) Lots of emails we got, lots of... Um, opinions of what happened and what went wrong and what should have happened. And a lot of them weren't good. Let me tell you, the defense played well. Again, the defense is carrying this team. This offense on this Buccaneers team is pathetic, in my opinion. Pathetic. They're averaging 17 points a game. 17 points a game when you had the likes of, of Brady and Fournette and White and Godwin um, and it goes on and on, and we're able to score 17 
points a game. I'm going to give you a couple stats here, and let me tell you, and tell me what you think about this. First of all, as far as the standings go, somehow, because this division is so pathetic, we're still in first place. Five wins, six losses. The Buccaneers are in first place. What does that say about the rest of the teams in this division? Atlanta is five and seven. Carolina is four and eight. The Saints are four and eight. We're playing the Saints this week. We'll get to that game here shortly. But a couple more stats. 2022 team stats, passing yards, 266.1 yards per game. Where does that rank in the NFL? Fifth. All right, we're fifth in passing yards. Rushing yards, 73 yards a game. 73. Now, this is from a team that was hell-bent on establishing the run and running the ball first this year. While we're averaging 73 points per game, 73 yards per game. You know how many teams there are in the NFL? 32. You know what ranking that is? That's 32nd. So you can figure out how pathetic that is. Then you go on the other side, points against. 18.5. Like I said, our defense is playing well. Giving up 18 points a game, that is sixth in the NFL. Sixth. We're the top six pretty much in defense on what we're giving up to the other team. So what is that saying? Our points for is is 18 points a game, 17, 18 points a game with the offense that we have. So that is pretty poor when you look at what's going on. Who do I blame? Well, when you have the coach saying that we're going to punt the ball when it's you know, fourth and fourth and two, you have Tom Brady over center on the opposing team's 37-yard line. We're going to punt the ball because we're afraid that there might be a turnover? Really? Well, you know what? You just lost the game, Bowles. Now, let, let me say this. I have nothing against Todd Bowles personally. I think he's a good person from what I can understand and have heard from other players as well. But he is not a head coach in the NFL. I'm going to just put it out there on the table. He's a good defensive coordinator, and that's what he should be doing. He should be a defensive coordinator of some team, whether it's the Bucks or someone else. It doesn't matter, but as far as a head coach goes, he has not shown me anything as far as a head coach in the NFL with this team, with what he has on the field. Again, saying that, the defense has held up their side of the bargain this year, and they have pretty much enabled this team to get the five wins that we have. Uh, Five and six, like I said. From an offensive standpoint, who is calling these plays? Who is drawing up the offense? I'm hearing that, oh, well, Brady has a 50-50 say in what's going on. Um, You know, Leftwich is the one that, that, that comes up with the plays. Well, something has to change. I don't know if Brady is going out there and, you know, audibleizing on the line and changing some plays. What happened to the no huddle offense, <clears throat> which to me it seems they're able to move the ball the best. They're having the most success when the Bucks go out there and they have a no huddle offense, a hurry up offense. You let 
Brady, go out there, read the defense at the line of scrimmage quickly, make the necessary call, go out there, and then execute it. That is when they're having the most success, in my opinion. Why they don't do it during the game, I don't know. The rest of the game, I don't know why they're not doing it. So... Is, is is the blame on Leftwich, the offensive coordinator? Is it on Brady? I blame them both, honestly. I blame them both. When they said they're going to punt the ball on fourth down, when it's fourth and two from the other team's 37, when all they need to do to salt the game away is get one more first down, two yards, and you can't do it, you don't have faith in your team with Brady as a quarterback to pick up two yards in the first down and put the game away? Really? You punt the ball? That's the faith you have in your team? Something's wrong. Something's wrong with that picture. If I'm the owner of this team, I'd have made changes right after that game. Right after that game, changes would have been made. You don't want to fire the balls, then you take away responsibilities from him and you go in a different direction because we're in first place. That is ridiculous to me that this team is anywhere near a first place team. Like I said, it just goes to show you what the rest of the teams in this division are doing, or in this case, not doing. You go down the line, Mike Evans, what are you doing, buddy? You haven't been the same. You haven't been the same, actually, since that one-game suspension that you had. I don't think you've caught a touchdown pass in three or four weeks. What's going on? You, did you forget how to run patterns? I don't know. I don't think you forgot how to run a pattern. I don't think Brady forgot how to get the ball to you. But the communication, or I should say lack of communication between you two on the field this past week was horrendous. What's going on, Mike? Is something going on? I don't know. But watching that game, he had, I think, two catches in the first half, and that was about all he had. Dropping passes, not completing the not completing the patterns, not completing the plays. Looks like his head is someplace else. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with him right now, but um, when Brady is looking to Godwin as his main receiver in these situations, then, you know, Mike, some, something's going on. So... Hopefully we can figure it out this past week during practice. Get out there and and be yourself. Go out there and just play your game and let Brady get the ball to you. You know what? And Bucks, let Brady make the calls out there. Put the offense in his hand so you don't have to take the blame for it because let me tell you, you're taking the blame for the putrid offense that is out there week in and week out with something that is, you have all the tools of a team that should be, you know, after 11 games, that they should be eight and three. At least eight and three right now. Coasting to, you know, comfort in that division and, and starting to rest some players maybe the next couple of weeks. Instead, we're going out there hoping that we can find a couple more wins in the season and go out there and maybe finish eight and nine and, and win the division. <laughs> yeah, we can go out there and win the division. And actually, you know what? We get to host a playoff game if we do that. Who do we have left? We've got the Saints this week, obviously, on Monday. All right. Are we going to beat the Saints? Uh, the Saints are terrible. It shouldn't even be in the conversation. Are we going to beat them? I don't know. I think it's a 50-50 proposition at this point. After that, the 49ers at San Fran. We're not going to beat San Francisco. i got news for you. are not going to go out there and beat the 49ers, who I think are one of the best teams in the NFC right now. The Bengals after that. We're not going to beat Cincinnati either. 
We're not going to beat Cincinnati the way that we've been playing. After that, we're at the Cardinals. I don't know. Maybe. Cardinals are terrible. The Panthers after that. Panthers are playing, you know, decent. And then we have the Falcons the last game of the season. So we play two, game, two teams in our division the last two games of the season, which will probably decide whether we go... Uh, eight and nine or nine and eight or whatever some type of pathetic score that's going to be uh, with the standings at the end of the season so what has to change am I down on this team right now absolutely I was starting to feel a little bit better after the two games against the Rams and Seahawks after four straight losses starting to feel a little bit better but after this past game it put me right back in the situation where I saw no emotion from Brady on the field I don't know what's going on with him he had emotion when they were playing uh, the two games that they won against the Rams and then the Seahawks over there in Munich uh, and he looked back to his old self enjoying himself out there playing but um, this past game out in Cleveland we had that game won for him to not be jumping up and down I want to see him and the coaches face on the sideline having an argument like you can't believe saying how can you not let how can you take the ball out of my hand when all we need is two yards to win this game that's where I that's the Brady that I've known over the years and he has not been like that this year I'm not going to talk about the things going on off the field because quite honestly I don't care about them I care about between the lines on the field and what he has and has not done and in this case the has not done definitely outweighs what the team has done Brady and the whole team so, you know what? You better get your act together this week. Come out and have a game against the Saints. We're going to break down that game, talk more about the NFL when we come back here in a second. You listen to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000 now, now back to the show back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1 Welcome back sports fans talking some more NFL here let's get to some of the games that uh, we have a couple teams that are actually doing well this year not the Bucks. we've got the Titans we're seven and four at the Eagles, which are ten and one. Uh, I think if the Eagles win, they could wrap up a playoff spot with this with the win. They're going to be facing Derrick Henry, um, who ranks second in rushing yards. Um, and I'll tell you why. You look at him right now. You give the ball to Henry. Philly's defense is susceptible to the run defense. I think they've given up almost 130 yards per game over the last four games, and. Uh, very simply, the way that you beat the Eagles is for you to keep the Eagles offense on the sideline. Keep Jalen Hurts and company on the sideline. They can't score points. I think with the safety out there, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he's got a lacerated kidney. He won't be playing. I look for Henry to have another 100-yard game at least. I think Burks is going to have a good game receiving, probably over 100 yards, and I think that Philly's in trouble in this game. Um, do I think they'll win? 
uh, Tennessee seems to shoot themselves in the foot more times than not. I would say that it's a, a close game, and I think Philly may end up winning by a field goal, but it's um, not going to be an easy game for Philly and company, in my opinion, on this one. You have the Packers at the Bears. The Packers are 4-8. and eight. Um, again, they're kind of mirroring what the Bucks are doing this year. You have two of the best quarterbacks of all time in Brady. And, of course, you have Aaron Rodgers with the Packers who busted thumb. Uh, he had some damage to his, uh, I think his ribs last week as well. He's going to be playing, he says. He says that he wants to play as long as they're mathematically able to make the playoffs. He'll go out there. Uh, should he be playing? No. I think Jordan Love should be out there. He's the future of this team. It seems as though the Packers just keep on trying to do whatever Rodgers wants to do and try to make him happy where really uh, Love, Jordan Love against uh, Philly last week, came in and had a, a pretty decent game at the end when Rodgers got hurt. So why they're bringing Rodgers back when they're 4-8 and eight is a little bit beyond me. All that's going to probably do is re-injure Rodgers worse than he was going into the game. On the other side, you have uh, Justin Fields, his shoulder, uh, separate shoulder. He's, he's day-to-day, and he said he's going to probably play on Sunday as well. So it's going to be a bang-up game. We'll see what happens in that one. I'm saying that... Uh, you know, <laughs> Green Bay will probably win that one, but it's going to be because of Jordan Love coming off the bench and uh, running a little bit and keeping that team um, in the game and go out there and ultimately win, I think. You have the Jets, surprisingly, at 7-4 and four this year. At Minnesota, who is and 9-2. Minnesota's favorite in this game. Now, both these teams, now they're in rare territory compared to their recent history. Oh, all the, the wins that both teams have had this year. A Jets victory would be their eighth of the season and probably the most through the first 12 games since uh, 2010, I think, if I had the stats right. So... The Jets quarterback going to be Mike White. Uh, what does he do well? He doesn't make that many mistakes. He's a pretty decent short-range passer. I think the Vikings have a soft zone coverage. So do I think the Jets are going to win, even though they're 4-1 and one on the road this year? No. I'm going to go with the Vikings in this game in one of the better games of the, of the weekend, I think. You have the uh, Commanders at the Giants in an NFC East matchup. Uh, both of these teams are pretty... Uh, Oh, pretty evenly matched, if you ask me. Do I think either of them are going anywhere? I, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on the Giants at 7-4 and four or the Commanders at 7-5. and five. I think the Giants will probably win if Barkley goes out there and has a decent game on the ground. Probably win by a, a, a field goal. Broncos 3-8 and eight at the Ravens 7-4. and four. Uh, Baltimore should win this game. The Broncos have really nothing to talk about. Uh, so let's not talk about it. The Steelers four and seven at the Falcons five and seven on the year. Uh, I, the Steelers are one point favorite in this game. Not quite sure how that is. Uh, Atlanta is going to run the ball, run the ball, then run the ball some more. I think that uh, Cordell Patterson is going to have a good game for Atlanta, and I think that when it comes down to it, Atlanta is going to probably win this game by uh, a touchdown, maybe ten points. 
You have the Browns at the Texans. The Browns are four and seven. The Texans are one, nine, and one. So what makes this game even worth talking about? Well, the fact that Deshaun Watson is going to make his regular season debut as the Browns quarterback, not the Texans. That was the last team he played for, but he just served an 11-game suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy. And he's going to be starting, and probably he's going to be handing the ball off to Nick Chubb. At least that's what I would be doing if I was had a running back like Chubb on the team. So I think that um, between Chubb out there, Damian Pierce, uh, Deshaun Watson, I think he's going to run. Don't know how rusty he is after not playing for so long. Uh, but I do think that the Browns are going to go out there and win this game and just keep on running the ball as well. They'll probably win by a touchdown. The Jaguars at 4-7 and seven, at the Lions at 4-7. and seven. Uh, it's, it's fun watching Detroit play. I, I think that after so many years of ineptitude, it's good to see them out there winning a couple games. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have lost 19 straight games to NFC teams, and the Lions are winless in the past 11 games versus AFC teams. So something has to give. Um, I'm looking for the home team to win this one. I'm going to take Detroit by a field goal in this game. You have the Dolphins 8-3 at the 49ers, 7-4, which I think is going to be the best game of the weekend. And, you know, we talk about the 49ers there, and up-and-coming team. However, there are some injuries on that team. Um, not quite sure. Um, you have Miami coach Mike McDaniel. He's going to um, return to San Francisco and face Kyle Shanahan for the first time after the pair coached together for 14 years uh, across the league. So the Dolphins have great receivers. They have great speed. And the 49ers... They, uh, they got some good brute force. Both styles work well, and I think that when you look at it, if you have two receivers named Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, I think if Tua can stay upright back in the pocket, he should be able to throw for at least 300 yards and go out there and... Um, you know, win this game. You talk about San Francisco. Of course, they have McCaffrey. You don't know how banged up he is. Uh, their other running back, which I can't think of his name right now, he is going to be out. So, um, see what Garoppolo does. He doesn't make too many mistakes. He doesn't go out there and make huge plays as well. Either way, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. And I look for Miami at 8-3 and three to go, just go out there and outscore San Francisco and win this game by probably 10 points. Uh, San, the Seahawks, you know, the Seattle Seahawks playing at the Rams. Seahawks are one in seven in road games this year. Um, the, uh, the Rams, three and eight overall. I think that Tyler Lockett's going to go out there and have a great game. You, you pair him with DK Metcalf. I think you're going to have Jalen Ramsey probably on Metcalf. So it's going to be a better game for Lockett. Don't forget, you don't have Aaron Donald out there to collapse the pocket, so Geno Smith should be able to go out there and find some receivers. I do look for the Seahawks to um, win this game. Then you have the Chiefs at the Bengals. The Chiefs are 9-2, and, and Cincy is 7-4. and four. I think this will be one of the other 
top two games of the week. And when you look at it, this is the rematch of the AFC Championship game last year. You got two of the league's top offenses. Of course, we talk about offense. We talk about Pat Mahomes. And we talk about Joe Burrow, the quarterback for Cincinnati. They're ranked first and second, respectively, in the NFL in passing touchdowns. And the way you beat the Chiefs is to keep Mahomes on the sidelines. Um, is that easy to do? Absolutely not. And I think that whenever you have Mahomes out there and he has his receivers, go-to guy, Travis Kelsey, you can talk about everyone else on that team, all the receivers that come and go. You can talk about uh, the run game, which is a little bit better than it may have been previous years. You talk about the defense, which plays a good game and plays a bad game. But the one thing that you can always hang your hat on is Mahomes to Kelsey. And I think when it comes right down to it, that's what they're going to be doing more times than not. You do have Jamar Chase coming back now. Uh, T. Higgins is going to be there. So it's going to be a good game. I look for this one to actually come down to the end. And I think that this may be the week that the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Uh, let's hope it doesn't go to overtime and they lose a coin toss. Um the Chiefs don't uh, have to have a coin toss like they did in the AFC Championship game where they actually did win. But I think that this game is going to come down to the end. I'm going to go with Cincy in a close game in this one. And then, of course, what do you have? You have the Chargers and the Raiders playing. Uh, yeah, let's go to the next one. You have the Colts at the Cowboys. There's no reason why the Cowboys shouldn't go 9-3 and after winning this game. Of course, you have Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. Uh, is he going to have a good game? He probably will have a good game, but I don't have much faith in uh, Indianapolis playing at the Cowboys. I think when you have Tony Pollard out there, he's looking better and better each week. I think that Prescott and the gang are going to go out there and uh, get a victory in this game and um, in improve their record to 9-3. and three. Uh, The other games you have is going to be Monday night. Like I said, we talked about the Saints and we talked about the Buccaneers. We talked about the Buccaneers more, obviously. What do they have to do? Someone's going to have to win this game or, of course, it might be a tie. It doesn't help the Bucs that Tristan Worfs is out. He's got a high ankle sprain. Um, the Bucs defense, though, does find a way to stop the other team when they have to. Um, sometimes they have a breakdown, but for the most part, the Bucks defense is what's keeping this team alive and even you know, talking about them, worth talking about them at this point in the season. Brady is 1-4 against the Saints in their regular season since joining the Bucks. It doesn't, the team and he does not play well against this team, but the Saints don't have anything that I see going for them to be able to win this game. I do look for Evans to come back and have a good game. I know, you know, some of the things we said about him not being on the same page with Brady. I'm confident that they're going to get this worked out at this past week during practice and come out and both Brady and Evans will have a good game along with the rest of the team and give the Bucks a victory. I'm saying the, the Bucks by... Seven points in a low-scoring game. Would love to hear your thoughts. Anything you agree with, I'd be happy to hear about it. If you don't agree, that's fine also. 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Tired of trying to catch the big red bus? 
One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and t-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now. Back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. In about 40 minutes from now, Team USA is going to be playing the Netherlands in the World Cup. We got to the knockout round after uh, a nice victory against Iran and a couple ties against England and Wales. Our, our opponents, the Netherlands, they're going to be a, a tough opponent, no doubt. There's 16 teams left. Uh, to get to the championship, I think that it's definitely going to be an uphill battle for the United States. However, you got to play the game, right? I mean, Wales couldn't move the ball through the midfield. Uh, England's the same. We are pretty much relentless when it comes to our midfielders. Uh, we, we pressure, running pressure the whole time from uh, McKenney, from Musa, Tyler Adams there, and with uh, fullbacks Dest and Robinson. So, they've made it very dangerous for these other teams to advance the ball and really that's why the scores are so low and I don't look for it to be much different in this match against the Dutch today Um, the thing is when you're running and pressing the way they do it's a 90 minute game 90 minute match I should say out there on the pitch and when I say 90 minutes who knows how long because the way they keep the the, the time only the referee knows how much time is actually there but um, back to the game when you run with the relentless running and pressing that we do um, you know you do have some fitness concerns longevity during the course of a 90 minute plus match so I think the United States will do well in the first half of, of this match I think that um, if we can come out in the in the second half and really you know manage the game and look for the opportunities um, that we're able to make some key plays certain players go out there are going to have to go out there I know Prilisek was hurt I think he's going to play he had that huge goal for us in the win against Iran um all accounts say he's going to play, so that should be interesting to see what happens. Uh, it'll be, like I said, um, starting time, 10 o'clock, it looks like here. So shortly, shortly, uh, let's hope that the, the men can go out there and, and you know keep on winning. College football, huge day today for college football. It's the championship weekend of the NCAA, as you know. The standings came out for the college football playoff. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second here. But as far as some of the games that going on today, I think that you know when you have Kansas State playing TCU at noontime, that's a game that um, you know K State should have won in that first matchup that they had. And uh, who knows? I-, I think that TCU could get beaten this game. Uh, although they do find a way, it seems to win every game that they're out there this past year. And the question is, should TCU lose? Does that jeopardize their uh, solid standing as one of the top four? 
That's 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 a good question. We're, we're going to see they're all championship games today. You have Toledo playing Ohio also at noon time. You have um, a very good game. LSU is playing Georgia now. Georgia could win. They could lose. They could play to a tie. It's not going to matter. I guess there won't be a tie in college football. It's not like not like soccer. So Georgia wins or loses. You know what? They're still in. They're still in. Michigan's playing Purdue for the Big Ten Championship. That's an 8 o'clock game tonight. Michigan could win or lose. They're still in. Um, currently, they're a two seed. TCU's the three. Georgia's the one. And the fourth seed, of course, is USC. So what's going to happen after today? Uh, come tomorrow around noontime, the committee is going to come out and uh, with the final standings, announcing all of the bowl games and of course it's going to make a a huge difference as what TCU does in the game in my opinion and I think should they lose should they lose today do you think Ohio State should sneak in there as the fourth team is a one loss Ohio State team better than a one loss TCU team or how about USC? You know, the question is strength of schedule. I think TCU is safe no matter what happens. And I think that um, you're going to see a, a very solid Final Four in there. And I think that Georgia has to be the number one team. I know some people say Michigan should be, but I think right now Georgia should be the number one team going into the uh, Holiday Bowl scenario. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. The number here, 877-448-7901. Sports at power901.com is always the email that you can reach me at. Let me know what you think your championship game is going to be or what would you like to see it be. Uh, Interested to hear about that. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Lightning more next week. Of course, Stamkos had his thousandth point this week. Congratulations, Stephen, on that. Uh, Huge accomplishment. You know, you're 32, 33 years old. You're out there playing like a a, a 23-year-old player. So keep it up. The Lightning, uh, they're playing two good games, one bad game, and that's the way it's been going. We do need to get uh, some better play out of Vasilevsky as as well as Hedman, in my opinion. We'll be talking about that more, breaking down the lightning the rest of the season and the show next week. Guys, that's all the time we have. Thank you for listening. The show audience is growing each week. Uh, the number here, like I said, 877-448-7901. Look forward to talking to everyone next week. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe, and stay positive. Talk to you next week. Music.